Ezra International presents. Out of exile into the promised land. take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. Today, Jews are returning to Israel in great numbers in fulfillment of Bible prophecy, and we as the body of Christ are called by God to meet their need to return home. Hello and welcome to Out of Exile, Into the Promised Land. I'm Barry Wagner, Vice President of Ezra International, and I'm your host for the program today. We have an exciting program for you. We're going to be talking to Rabbi Gary Fernandez, who is uh, in charge of a DNA program to test uh, people who may think they're Jews to determine whether they are or not. And you're going to want to see this. What if you heard that your next door neighbor was hungry? Would you feed them? What if you saw a friend being attacked because of racism, the color of their skin, or their nationality? Would you come to their rescue? What if you knew that your own family member was cold, or scared, or sick, or dying? Would you do everything in your power to help them? Jesus calls us to make a difference, and today you can. The Jewish people are experiencing brutal hate crimes against them all over the world, and many are in need of finding a home. Their home is Israel. Visit EzraInternational.org and give your gift of hope before time runs out. I told you that I was going to have a very important, a very exciting guest on the program this week, and I'm happy to say he's here with us, Rabbi Gary Fernandez, who is the head rabbi of Synagogue Beth Israel in the town of Sanford, Florida, not too far from where we're taping this program. Uh, rabbi Gary, can, uh, welcome. Oh, nice to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. With Wonderful us today. to be here. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for some time. We've been friends for a while. That's right. And uh, I just appreciate so much what you're doing among the Sephardi Jews. Uh, but you're also president of an organization that is working with Sephardi Jews. Maybe you can tell us what that's all about. Sure, sure. It's uh, called Aliyah Sephardi International. And uh, it is a humanitarian organization uh, in which uh, is uh, uh, working exclusively to help the Sephardic cause. And in what way? Well, I'm a descendant of Sephardic Jews from Spain. And there are two types of Jews in the world. You have the Ashkenazi, which are the most uh, uh, prominent uh, in the public eye, the black hats, the black coats, the long beards, the, the peyots, uh, the, the, the curls, right, uh, that uh, 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 the, uh, the Hasidic Jews utilize. But um, Sephardic Jews don't dress that way or look that way. Uh, even Hasidic Sephardic Jews they don't use the peyotes, the beards are shorter, so on and so mm -hmm. forth. It's been like that uh, for centuries. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, the, the problem is, is that most Latinos today uh, who are descendants of Spain, because you can ask 
any Latino on the planet, where are you from? And they'll say Mexico, they'll say Nicaragua, you know, sure. Cuba, Puerto Rico. But when you ask them, where's your surname from? They'll all say Spain. I see. But the question nobody ever asks them is, well, how did that name get to Spain? Mm -hmm. That's when they all go, I don't know at all. Um, and what happens is, is that, for instance, today, the EZ or the ES that's utilized in like Gonzalez, Torres, uh, Martinez, um, it, is a, it is a code, a Jewish code from the first temple period of Solomon. My goodness. Uh, that, that's, that lets you know you're Jewish. Uh -huh. And that's quite interesting uh, yeah. because how many people you don't, you may have gone to high school with or whatever that uh, were Latino, you have friends today, mm -hmm. uh, neighbors and so on that are Latin and, uh, and, and they have no clue. Almost 99.99% almost of the Latin population has no clue that they have the blood of Jacob running through their veins. Is that right? Yeah, and there's a DNA test today that actually proves that and, and confirms it. And this is what you're working with. And uh, you're working in conjunction with the uh, 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 the uh, University of uh, Ben Gurion. Ben Gurion. Yes. 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 Uh, there is a biotechnical department there in which we now have an agreement with, and uh, the, our, our, because our DNA project is twofold. Um, first of all, amongst Sephardic Jews descendants from Spain, uh, there is a. Um, there is a disease that's called Machado Joseph, and it's exclusively only from the descendants of Spain. And, of course, it's within all the uh, Latin communities in Latin America, Mexico, the Caribbean, uh, where this disease is prevalent, and yet the Hispanic population has no idea that they have this. Uh, it's a... Uh, Machado Joseph is a, a disease that looks like Parkinson's. I see. It has a lot of uh, 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 hints of muscular dystrophy and, and uh, multiple sclerosis to, to it. So when a doctor looks at a patient who comes to state that they're having some problems, the first thing they say, oh, you got Parkinson's. So they so, misdiagnose the, the actual illness. Right. It becomes uh -huh. misdiagnosed. And then what happens is, is that today they have pharmaceuticals that uh, uh, have developed some types of uh, um, medicines that could be used to uh, alleviate some of these symptoms of the uh, uh, more prominent known, uh, like uh, Parkinson's, for instance. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't work. None of those work on anybody who has Machado Joseph. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's quite interesting. Even though Machado Joseph may have similarities uh, uh, and mirror some of these uh, more uh, famous uh, diseases, the DNA is 100% completely different. So someone like uh, um, Mr. Jerry Lewis for over 35 years has been trying to find a, a cure for uh, uh, muscular dystrophy. And they, they, they do such a good job of, uh, of research, but that's quite a long time so far. Sure. A lot of the uh, uh, genealogists and uh, uh, geneticists, I'm sorry, geneticists, and a lot of the uh, scientists and doctors are saying that if someone can find a cure for Machado Joseph, it could be that that cure is the one that's going to be used for Parkinson's and oh, my, muscular dystrophy. Mm -hmm. So uh, they're very, very uh, uh, happy about, uh, uh, about this particular project. That's one portion of the project. The other portion of the project is someone like myself. Uh, I, I'm a descendant of Sephardic Jews. From Benjamin Netanyahu all the way down to the person who uh, uh, cleans bathrooms in Israel, if they hear the surnames, because there are over six thousand or almost six thousand surnames that are actually hispanic or they're brazilian mm -hmm. which are actually sephardic 
And uh, on our website, we have uh, this list, and it actually gives you a, a formula of how to uh, uh, be able to do a genealogical research of these particular names. Mm -hmm. But, <coughs> excuse me, but what happens is, is that everybody in Israel knows by the surname that you're Sephardic. But in the law of return, it doesn't have anywhere in the law of return that by your surname, you could come and make Aliyah, which is, of course, to become a citizen in Israel. Right. It doesn't say that. Uh -huh. So we're trying to see what we can do uh, uh, with our DNA project so that we can uh, uh, hopefully, eventually, um, uh, present to the legislature there, that, uh, well, the Knesset, as they say, um, to be able to help to uh, add to the law of return a particular place where DNA and our birth certificates, which have our surnames, could be allowed to be used for uh, returning. Praise God. Rabbi, what I'm hearing here is that, as you know, Ezra International has been working for 15 years to bring Jewish people yes. home from all the nations. And uh, doing a wonderful job. Well, thank you. It's, it's all God, believe me. Yes, yes. Uh, it's the eternal by all means. Uh, but uh, we've uh, assisted about 70,000 so far. But here is another entire group of Jewish people that if they cannot prove their Jewishness, and you can do that now through the DNA. Right. Here's a, an entire group of Jewish people that would not be able to return to Israel fulfilling their God-appointed destiny. That's right. In fact, in the book of Obadiah, uh, which is a couple of books back from the book of Malachi, um, there is a prophecy, and it's the only prophecy in the entire Bible that is about Sephardic Jews. Yes. And it's, uh, it's because the first chapter, well, it's, it's, there's only one chapter in Obadiah. That chapter is dedicated to the fact that the prophet was given information of, from the eternal uh, that, that Jews that are living in different parts are going to inherit certain areas of Israel. Mm -hmm. And the, 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 the uh, verse 20 has two parts. It's one sentence, but it has two parts. The second part, we call it part B. Uh, uh, so we call it uh, Obadiah 120b. What it actually states is that the exiles from Jerusalem who are living in Sepharad are going to inherit the Negev. That peninsula that I told you that the majority of the Sephardic Jews moved to mm -hmm. was called Tarshish at one time, uh -huh. and, uh, yes. or Tarsus in, Tarsus. in, in English. Yes. Um, and, and, tar and, and the whole peninsula was empty. It was only the West Coast area that was actually known as Tarshish. It was like Las Vegas, mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere, and all this great gold and silver and so on being traded. So when Solomon turned around and he uh, uh, completed the temple, the first temple, mm -hmm. he knew, wow, we got to make a lot of money to keep this place up. So he created a fleet of ships that in, ships in the, in, that's right, in Kings, it says mm -hmm. the, the, the fleet of Tarshish. Yeah. So what he did is he did this specifically to open a trade route. Well, it became a very famous trade route. When Nebuchadnezzar came in and started to attack our people in, 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 in Jerusalem, there was a great massacre going on. The, the great majority of the Sephardic Jews that were there went running to Tarshish because they knew the peninsula was empty. Mm -hmm. When they got there, they called the place Sepharad. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. centuries later, it became Spain. Uh -huh. I mean, really, centuries <laughs> later. And the thing is, is that when, when we escaped there, our ancestors escaped there, all of Israel was taken captive into Babylon and for 70 years, we're now stuck in Babylon while our 
people lived freely for, for those 70 years. Amen. Rabbi, we need to take a break here. Oh, uh, I've got a very important message for you that you're not going to want to miss. From Siberia to the Amazon, from Budapest to Buenos Aires, Jewish families hear the call to return to their biblical homeland, Israel. Their prophets foretold long ago that the return to Israel in our time would be a miracle. And it is. The prophets also foretold another calling for our time, to the Gentiles. And it is a call that Ezra International responds to each and every day. And you too can answer that call. You can bring Jewish people back to Israel from the four corners of the earth by praying, by learning about Aliyah, and by giving of your finances to help those in need. Join us at EzraInternational.org today as we answer the call together. Welcome back. We've been having a very interesting discussion with Rabbi Gary Fernandez, uh, head rabbi of Synagogue Beth Israel in the city of Sanford, Florida, dealing with the DNA testing of Jewish people who are, are trying to prove that they are in fact Jews so they can make their aliyah or their immigration to Israel. Uh, we're going to wrap that up in just a, a few minutes here, but we're going to uh, share with you from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 30, beginning with verse 16. It says there, but all who devour you, God is speaking to the Jewish people, but all who devour you, you will be devoured. All of your enemies will go into exile. Those who plunder you will be plundered. All who make spoil of you, I will despoil. But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord, because you are called an outcast. And that outcast began in 70 A.D., when the diaspora began to uh, or took place after the destruction of the Holy Temple in Jerusalem and the destruction of Israel. And uh, that, that spirit that existed back then, Rabbi Gary, uh, is uh, still existing today. <coughs> still exists today. And uh, we want to deal with that in a moment. Anti-Semitism in America, last week on our program we dealt with uh, anti-Semitism is sweeping the globe, and it is. It's in every nation. And we're going to deal with anti-Semitism in America as we see it raising its ugly head all across America, and this man and his family have uh, experienced it. But let's take about a, a minute and a half to uh, kind of wrap up the DNA a part of this segment, and then I really want to talk about anti-Semitism. Sure. Well, basically, um, uh, we are uh, focusing on the Hispanic communities. And uh, so anyone in your uh, 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 viewing audience that might be uh, uh, Hispanic, it uh, doesn't matter from where, mm -hmm. uh, they can go to our website. Uh, yeah, give them the website. Yeah, our website is asialnegev.org. -E -E That's asialnegev, uh, which is actually a phrase in Spanish saying, let's go to the Negev. Uh, oh, okay. That's really what it is. Uh, the, the ASI, of course, is Alias Financial. They can go to our page, and uh, uh, there they will find a list of Sephardic names, almost 6,000 names, and um, they're either Hispanic, 
Latino or they're Portuguese, mm-hmm. Brazilian. Mm-hmm. And um, it's quite interesting because um, they're in alphabetical order and people are going to go there and go, my goodness gracious, these are my surnames from my grandmother's side, my grandfather's side, so on and so forth. And, and then they can give us a call. They can give us a call That's also. Uh, the, our, our phone numbers, everything is on the website there. Mm-hmm. They can also call our synagogue uh, at Beth Israel, and uh, that's uh, in the city of Sanford, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. and that's uh, 407-415-2908, and uh, we can uh, also uh, help them uh, with anything that they need there. Well, praise God, and I want to encourage you to do that. If you have some question as to your heritage, uh, get involved. Go go to uh, this website and uh, find out. Uh, and uh, call Rabbi Gary Fernandez and, and his synagogue. And uh, uh, let's see if maybe you are eligible to make Aliyah. Yes. Uh, God is bringing the Jews from all the nations and bringing them back in their own land. And you very well could be a part of that that uh, return. Yeah, Obadiah chapter 1, verse 20 will come to pass. That's right. And That's right. in fact, they're already being settled in the Negev, aren't they? Uh, yes. One of the first families we moved out of uh, uh, Buenos Aires, mm-hmm. Argentina. That's right. Uh, is living in a kibbutz mm-hmm. uh, down in southern Beautiful. Israel. And, uh, and 95% of the people in that kibbutz speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the wonderful thing about it is the Negev, everyone knows, is, is a desert, 65% yes. of the land of Israel. Yes. But it's like that only because our people haven't stepped foot there. Amen. Once they're there, it will change. It will be like Ben Gurion said, it will be completely green and we'll learn to harness the power of the Negev. Just like the Jordan Valley. That's right. Yeah, reclaiming the desert and the desert shall bloom as a rose. That's right. And it's happening. Oh, beautiful. Let's let's switch gears a little bit here, uh, Rabbi. I know from speaking with you on a personal level, you've shared with Mm -hmm. me some of the anti-Semitic attacks that, uh, I'll call them attacks, that you and your family have uh, been exposed to. Share, share with uh, our viewing audience that aspect, but then in your opinion as a rabbi, uh, is that an isolated situation or is it really raising its ugly head across America? Well, uh, um, uh, it, it's here in America. Yes, it is. Um, not as prominent as it is in Europe. I mean, in Europe, they're they're bombing synagogues and burning down uh, Jewish households, yes. uh, beating uh, 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 Jewish people in the middle of the street yeah. and, and on trains and so on and so forth. Uh, here, it's a, a little more subtle. I wear a kippah uh, uh, all the time. In fact, so much so that sometimes when I get into the shower and I go to wash my hair, it's still on. <laughs> and I forget. And I, I already know how to throw it so it lands in the sink. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway... Um, um, I, I, it, it has happened to me many times. It's a very common occurrence that I could be uh, at a store, uh, at the pharmacy, a supermarket, uh, shopping in the mall, and somebody will come up to me, tap me on the shoulder, uh, and say, uh, are you Jewish? Because they, they saw sure. the, the kippah. And, um, and I say, well, um, uh, yes. And then they'll say, oh, so you're the ones who killed Jesus? And I get like, I'm like taken back because... Uh, where did that come from, you know? Well, Rabbi, that's been around a long time, hasn't sure. it? Sure. And to, to know that here we are in 2011, and those kinds of things are still being said of Jewish people. Mm-hmm. I, I was speaking in a church in Louisville, Kentucky last Sunday, and I mentioned the situation that you experienced, and uh, that uh, Jews are, have been called Jesus killers from early on. And I went through that congregation, and I pointed out people. I said, the Jews didn't kill Jesus. You did. You did. I, I, I approached the pastor. I said, Pastor Phil, you killed Jesus. 
I killed Jesus. It was the sin of mankind that put him on the cross. And he laid down his life freely. No one. And, and this, this idea that Jews are Jesus killer, killers, uh, it's time to end this. It's anti-Semitic. It's totally anti-Semitic. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Definitely. What else are you experiencing? Well, um, for instance, um, um, my, uh, my sons, um, I would not allow them to wear kippahs to school or uh, out when they were riding bike or anything of that sort, only when they were with me. Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, at synagogue, so on and so forth, because uh, I, I, I just would, was just trying to be um, as careful as possible sure. to not let them be in the line of fire. Sure. And, sure. Uh, uh, we, we, you know, there's, there's just so much. Um, uh, people will approach you in a parking lot when you go into your car. They'll, uh, they'll say things about Israel, you know, not really kind. You just have, uh, we just let it slide and just continue on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because if you uh, try to address it with them, it's just going to develop into something much worse, I'm sure. Uh, uh, folks, this, this spirit of anti-Semitism has been around a long, long time. And in fact, it's, it's what, it is what drove Adolf Hitler to do what he did in the annihilation of six million Jewish men, women, children, and, and babies. Uh, it is still alive and well today. It's demonic, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and uh, we, we need to stand with our Jewish uh, brothers and sisters. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 3, a very important thing, Rabbi, as you know, and I quote it in every church I go into, this, uh, the, the Word of God says in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, I will bless those who bless you. Right. Well, who is the Bible talking about? Uh, Abram was talking about the Jewish people. He says, I will bless those who bless you, the Jewish people, and those who curse you, I will curse. Just like I read here in Jeremiah uh, chapter 30 and beginning with verse 16, God said there's a price to pay when we mistreat uh, our Jewish brothers and sisters. Rabbi, how do you feel about this? Uh, and if you differ with me, that's fine. That's, that's fine. Uh, I feel personally uh, that God is going to uh, God is going to deal with us in the same manner. I, I believe every individual, every church, every fellowship, every nation on the planet, we will be dealt with in the same way that we've dealt with His chosen people. You are still the apple of his eye. Amen? That's right. That's right. Well, you know, um, right now in the world, there seems to be an, an uprising going on uh, within the, uh, the Arab communities yes. uh, around the world. Uh, they're, um, they're all asking for freedom from the governments that they've been under mm -hmm. um, and banding together to do this. Now, of course... Israel is always surrounded by this type of action or these types of things because of the geographical uh, sure. area she's in. Uh, I had somebody come right up to me at a counter in the store the other day. I was at a pharmacy, and they, they, I'm waiting for, my, for the medicines and so on that I'm picking up for my mom, and they walk up to me and say to me, why doesn't Israel do something about this? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like you know... Israel's not being attacked, they're not being bombed, and we're, do what? I mean, start bombing these people because they're yeah, asking for their yeah. own freedom? Exactly. Rabbi, we're going to have to have you back. There's no doubt about it. Thank we need, you. We need, we need, At your service. We need to uh, discuss this uh, further, but uh, 
Uh, we're glad that you joined us today, but uh, stay tuned because I have another very important message for you, how you can be a part of the regathering of these precious people to the land of Israel. It was a long cold winter in Russia this past year. COVID cases were high and the economy has suffered. For Jewish people trying to make Aliyah to Israel, there have been delays up to seven weeks to get on flights. But now as spring approaches, corona cases are decreasing and some restrictions are lifting. Currently, there are hundreds of Jewish people backlogged and ready to go home to Israel and thousands more who will follow. The Lord said through Jeremiah that He'd bring back the children of Israel from all the lands. Ezra International has helped over 80,000 poor Jewish people find new hope in Israel. You can be a part of this prophetic fulfillment for only $30 a month for one year. You can help a Jewish person make it home to the land of their biblical destiny. Please visit EzraInternational.org and give the gift of hope today. Well, we want to thank you for being with us uh, for this program today. I hope it was informative for you. Uh, we had a wonderful guest, Rabbi Gary Fernandez. And we, we just want you to know that you can be a part of what God is doing in these last days. We want you to know that God has given us, the body of Christ, a mandate to bring His people home to land. And uh, churches and individuals all over the world are becoming a part of this. I always say it's one thing to see Bible prophecy being fulfilled. But my friends, it's something else to be a part of it. So uh, connect with us. Uh, make that phone call uh, to the uh, toll-free number. And uh, get the information that we've made available in this program so that you can be a part of this end-time prophetic work that God is doing. We cannot do the work without you. It is impossible. So we partner together, you, you and Ezra International partner with us, and together we partner with God. We become the instrument in His hands to bring His precious people home to land. And I know that you want to be a part of that. So give us a call, and God bless you. Until the next time. You know, the Bible tells us in Jeremiah chapter 16 and verse 16, God is speaking. He says, I will send for many fishermen, and they will catch them. Well, who's he talking about? He's talking about catching the Jewish people. And I mean that in a, a, a marvelous way, in, in finding them, locating them, helping them to realize that they have an opportunity to resettle in Israel. And it won't cost them a dime because uh, of all that Ezra International is doing. So uh, I want to make an, uh, an invitation to you, a personal invitation to each of you. On September 14th, 2011, I will be hosting a group of what I call Jeremiah 1616 Fishers to Kiev, Ukraine. Not only to Kiev, but Odessa as well. You will travel with me from JFK Airport in New York. We will land in Kiev, uh, uh, Ukraine, and there we'll be met by our staff that is uh, working out of our Kiev office. We will spend 10 days in the Ukraine visiting with Jewish people in their, in their farmhouses and in their, in their apartments. We will making, make them aware of the help that's available to them through uh, Ezra International. We'll take humanitarian aid to them. It's going to be an, a very emotional time, uh, a time that is full of blessing. As you put your arms around these precious, precious Jewish people, uh, they will sense 
parents, the love that you have for them. And we want you, we want you to be a part of that. So uh, call a toll-free number, uh, request information concerning the Jeremiah 1616 fishing trip. The cost is about $1,600 total. Uh, Ezra International makes no money from this. We just wanted to make the trip available to you. Again, I want to personally invite you to come and be a part of the 2011 Jeremiah 1616 fishing trip to the Ukraine. Turn to the land